What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Like Hell podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rob, and with me is Austin. How you doing, bud? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. This is uh, episode 16, the Memorial Day edition. Today's Memorial Day. It's May 31st. It's a Monday, and it's 2021. Yeah. 16 in i know crazy and we don't have a guest on this one i know we went like ne- th- next week but we'll yeah we went three weeks three weeks in a row with guests and who do we have next week um i don't remember his name the oif brewer mm. oh yeah and then speaking of uh guests i don't know his name though <laughs> yeah no brewer Brewer. Well, his I think his last name's Brewer. He used to be a medic, and now he's like a nurse practitioner. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of guests, while I was at the tournament, I ran into the social media coordinator for the Colorado Warriors, and he's been following all our stuff. He listens to our podcast. They usually share stuff. He would love to come on sometime, and I said, you know, we definitely would love to have him because we could have, like, an exclusive talk just about, like, warrior hockey and things in Colorado, help try to promote the program a little bit, and, uh, you know, he's super stoked. So his name's Brandon, and I think we should have him on, but I told him it's probably going to be, like, in three or four weeks because I think we have a few guests lined up, and then on top of that... uh, yeah, we need a week of just you and I back together. Well, and another reason we did just you and I is because you were um you've been gone, you were away for this past weekend. Mhm. Which leads so. us into our first topic. Yeah, so what were you doing over this past weekend? Well, Thursday, I flew down to Nashville to um play in a hockey tournament and yeah, it was uh <laughs> it was a it was a good hockey tournament. Um the location was pretty cool and we did good for the most part. We actually put ourselves in an odd position. I'm trying to think of the quickest way to summarize this because it was kind of a almost awesome weekend that just kind of like flipped upside down on us. So basically we went into a tournament where they had five divisions and we placed ourselves in a lower division, but we didn't place ourselves in the bottom division. And our thought behind that was we wanted to be competitive, but we also had a couple brand new skaters who had never skated in a tournament before. So we were taking that into consideration. We also had a handful of guys on the team that, you know, had played in tournaments and had played at, you know, A or B level guys. And, you know, I'm somewhere in the mix too on that with probably like a B or C level ability. So we did really good and our round robin in our division, we went 2-0 and and our goal differential wasn't that great. Um, we ended up finishing in the division and in uh, second place in the division, but our goal differential was only like three. And what that basically means is we won both of our games. One game we won by two, one game we won by one. The team that was also put in our division 
you know what? <laughs> they probably don't listen to this podcast. They were really nice guys, but we felt like they kind of like sandbagged and put themselves in a very low position. They were a hometown team, and they were easily capable of playing two levels above the division that we were in because the division that we were in was competitive. We mm-hmm. barely won our second game. But the way the tournament worked was there was five teams in each division of those five brackets. So whoever the two top teams were got moved up a division. Whoever the two last place teams were moved down a division. And then whoever was uh, in third place just stayed in their division. So because we won, we ended up getting moved into the upper division, Mm -hmm. which... Uh, yeah, it immediately showed in our first game against the next team, like our, our third game. Yeah, and we had to play the team that was from Tennessee, and they were really good. They they left that division with a 12-goal differential. Like one of their games, I think they won like seven goals ahead, and the other game like six goals ahead. So... We went into that next game, and they were working us pretty good. Our goalie kept us in there. Oh, another thing that kind of sucked was we literally had our two games for for the upper division were at 7.30 in the morning, so yeah. the team had to get up around 5.30. And anyone that knows me well, including mm-hmm. yourself, Austin. Y- you love getting up that early. I fucking hate mornings, so... <laughs> Getting up that early, yes, it was a little bit inspirational because it was hockey, but yeah. it's definitely one of the earliest games I've had to play in in a long time. Yeah. So that so that was a little bit of a factor, but at the same time, like you can't really weigh that in too much because both teams have to get up and perform at that time. So, right. So that kind of negates that. But the team was really good. Uh, they They just did really well in the first period. They went up. One to nothing. The second period, they were up two to nothing. And right as the period was either closing out or it was the start of third, I ended up getting a goal on um, on a centering pass, and I ended the shutout. So went to two to one. And then from there, uh, slowly but surely, they worked us a little bit harder. They got a third goal. And then they kind of got a bullshit fourth goal where the net was off for probably a good like three or four seconds, which is a long time in you know hockey or whatever. And then one of our defensemen decided to put the goal back on its like little crease area, and they shot it in. So the ref counted it as a goal because we fixed our own net, which we should just left it alone. Because then we would have the argument that the net was off, and yeah, so we kind of screwed ourselves there. And we went down four to one, and that was the end of that game. So after that, we ended up having to play the next game, which was at originally scheduled at eleven forty-five p.m. that night. However, the game didn't start until twelve fifteen the next morning. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, dude, my sleep schedule was so <laughs> fucked that weekend. Like, I slept for like three or four hours before the morning game. Then we went out to breakfast. Then we s- took naps. And then, like, we got up and went to lunch. Then we took naps. And, like, there was a couple times, like, we slept. And I would wake up from, like, a two- or three-hour nap. And I'm like, 
what fucking day is it? Like, <laughs> like, and I would panic because I'm like, oh shit, did I miss the game? Like, it's it's dark outside. Like, what time does my game start? Like, it's right. super confusing. Um, but that next game, we got fucking waxed. Like, they destroyed us. They outshot us. Uh, I think. 37 or 38 to like maybe five shots Jeez. um they end up even like laying back on us a little bit and going easy on us in the second half and letting a couple of our brand new players a couple of the, the girls that were on our team that had never played before they gave them a breakaway and like let them shoot on their goalie and i mean they were they were classy to us but it was almost like patronizing especially for yeah. the players that actually had skill levels they went hard against people like Trevor, myself, our defensemen were all like a B level, maybe a couple C level, mainly like A and B level players. So they went hard on them. They went hard on me and uh I ended up scoring in the third period again to end the shutout. And it was a, it was an error by the goalie. We had dumped the puck in and the goalie tried to clear the puck out and I intercepted his pass and was able to bring it in on him and score. Um, I shot it right into his freaking like chest or blocker and there was a loose puck and I was able to like pick it up and tuck it in the net. So ended that shutout. And then Josh was able to score a second goal with a couple minutes left, but they beat us like seven to two. I think it was pretty pathetic. And at that point (laughs) that leads us into that evening because so i have a question for you what are you drinking over there rob i'm drinking angel's envy which is a whiskey okay and why are you drinking that because after that night when we got back to the hotel around 2 a.m i think i gave you a call and what did i call you about you called me and said that you wanted to quit 75 hard yeah and that's a fact there's there was a lot of shit that went into it and Austin knew a lot of things that were going on in the background during this process. Not trying to make excuses. I I definitely full heartedly quit. Like I made the decision to quit, but there was a handful of things that weighed into my decision and it was a long process of probably debating this. If I should quit probably like a month, Mm -hmm. like probably the first week or two in, we discussed that maybe I should maybe not do it. And I was like, no, I'll just fucking stick it out. So being being in Nashville kind of amplified the attitude of everyone wanted to drink and everyone wanted to party, which is kind of normal around hockey tournaments. And I had already dealt with that. And for the most part, my team wasn't giving me too much shit. But they finally were like, yo, you know, when are you going to be in Nashville again? And when are you going to be with the team? You should just have one or two drinks with us and like literally we'll say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I told him I would think about it, but if I drink, I'm just going to quit because there's a couple reasons why I've been thinking about quitting and it doesn't even necessarily have to do with the drinking. It's more the fact that um, the water hydration has been insane yeah. to the point where we cut my water in half for the tournament and it was effective, but technically that's, not doing it right so yeah not, not allowed technically technically it's not allowed and we decided to do that it helped me i was able to perform in this this tournament a lot better than the previous tournament and playoff game that i played in while doing the 75 hard 
And another thing that a lot of people don't know is um, I have an MRI, I think, coming up this week because... Is it this week? It should be. I'm supposed to get the call about this week. Okay. Um, I possibly have a torn... from Like the area on the bicep where the front pec connects to the... Um, upper bicep Mm -hmm. i have some sort of deformity there from a trip i took in a playoff game where i thought i like dislocated my shoulder probably about a month and a half ago now and my shoulder hasn't been getting better um i've been working out through it but at the same time like i'm messing myself up worse and worse so that's affected the 75 hard the water hydration was way too much and i had cut it back and then I don't know. Like I was getting personally better results running my own fitness programs by not having to work out two fucking times a day. I already know what discipline is. I know how to work out. There's a bunch of things I already do. I'm not knocking the 75 hard for, for people that want to do it and complete it. And I think it's very admirable and I think it's very cool. And like, I'm super fucking proud of you and Buck for staying in it. But it's a program that personally I just don't think I need to do to be successful with my fitness journey. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like you were out of shape to begin with. Yeah. yeah, You know, you were in shape, you know, to begin with. And with the whole water thing, I mean, the reason we wanted to cut back your water is because you had a tournament before the um, Nashville one and you felt like dog shit. The entire tournament, and I, I was having to piss like in the middle of the games. Yeah, and you're and you're exhausted the whole time too. Yeah, yeah. Granted, it was very fast play hockey, so that that was a contributing factor. But also the the workouts. I think at that point, like we were like 14 days into the program, and I had literally done 14 days of hardcore workouts mm-hmm. back to back to back every single day. So one, it's not like you're not used to playing hockey either. Exactly. You know. And as, you know, a previous personal trainer, one of the things that you constantly go over is recovery. And the 75 hard, if you do it correctly, you can find loopholes in recovering aspects. Oh, yeah. Active recovery. Active recovery is good. Or changing up your muscle groups and doing, like, you know, back and buys, chest and tries, leg days. But you tried that. You were doing these separate, and you didn't like it. I fucking hate it because I enjoy full body workouts. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people hit me up about it and wanted to know, and I'm sure a couple people were disappointed, but it was one of those things, too, where I really wanted to be able to cut loose and have a good time my last day in Nashville, uh, which... (laughs) kind of led into that and I have zero regrets on on doing it because I had a fantastic Sunday with eating whatever the fuck I wanted which was kind of nice drinking insane amounts of (laughs) whiskey and moonshine uh big shout out to uh Spencer uh potty mouth and um trying to remember who else brought up how like legit nashville was uh nashville is low-key the shit man like the downtown area 
I don't even like country music and I fell in love with country music this weekend. Like I had so much fucking fun. And we were talking about that and you're like, yeah. what were you saying? You're, I mean, yeah, like the Nashville is definitely, you know, I mean, it's, it's Nashville. It's known as the, and you were even saying like the people that were singing are like, not just the random, you know, average Joe karaoke bar singers, Dude, you know, we went to a karaoke bar and there was one or two people that went up there that like, you know, definitely would sing like had like shower singing abilities, I would call yeah. it, which is what I have and or worse. So I don't do karaoke, <laughs> but uh, there were people that went up there that like I was getting goosebumps listening to them sing. And I was like, oh, my God, like that person's like an incredible singer. And then when we went to real bars there's just there's a there's a street out there called i think fremont street yeah and it's their their main like row and tons of country singers own bars out there the coolest one that we went to the one that i really wanted to go to was uh dirks bentley um one his whiskey bar and that place was i think it was like three or four levels yeah but they're all three or four levels there yeah and it it had a rooftop bar, a freaking live DJ up there playing like EDM and um, like top 40 music. And then all the levels below that had live country cover bands or rock bands yeah. and just slamming out music. And it was, it was probably one of the, the most unexpected cool weekends of um, just like, I had expectations that it would be kind of fun. Especially so what you're saying is we're, we're going to go back there for your birthday, right? I don't know if I'd go back there for my birthday, no? but I would I would go back there. So just next weekend then? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> we went to a Nashville Predator game too. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the really first cool. night, right? That was the first night, and uh, I got to see my first playoff game in person that went into sudden death overtime, which was pretty fucking cool, except for the fact that the um, Predators, the local team, Nashville, lost. So, Yeah. And then speaking of playoff games, what happened yesterday to the Knights? We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Come on. So as some of you guys know and gals, I – love the avalanche i also love the vegas knights and truth be told i like the vegas knights a little bit more than the abs but both of them are my team i I love both of them i really hope them well in each i've always wanted a playoff scenario where they both finished at the end of the western conference finals which means that whichever team wins goes on to the stanley cup Mm -hmm. well this year they made it to the quarterfinals so there's a total of four teams left in the western conference and the Avs are playing the Knights. And the first game was in Colorado last night while I was out drinking at the bar. And probably every 10 minutes, Trevor would turn to me and he'd be like, hey, the Avs scored again. Hey, the Avs scored again. Hey, the Avs scored again. And I think he said that at least six or seven times because the final score was seven to fucking one. Yeah, they got dominated and destroyed in that game. Yeah, we... We rubbed off on them apparently and <laughs> showed them the ropes on how to get their asses kicked. Like it's it's very bad. Like especially um, you know, at an NHL level in the playoffs in the second round, 
you're not seeing many games that go beyond five goals. And if they are five goals, usually it's like five to three, five to four, something like that. So to have seven goals against, that's pretty shitty. And especially against, you know, the Knights who are, uh, you know, top tier team just to be be bulldozed over. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely embarrassed and hopefully they'll rebound or I don't know. Like at the same time I was thinking about it on my flight today, maybe the Knights don't deserve to go further if they can't pull their shit together. And then I would rather the stronger of my two favorite teams advance than take the risk of sending a team to the Stanley cup that possibly can't win. Cause for whatever reason, like the Knights typically do really good in their first and second round of the playoffs. And they seem to choke in the Western conference final or the Stanley cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think just, they did? Do you think they just get too cocky? I don't even think that they get too cocky. I just think that everyone expects them to be kind of dominant, except mm-hmm. this year, when they lost to the wild in the first game of the first series, people were talking shit saying like, Oh, the Knights are done. They're not going to be able to do anything. And then they went out one game two, And then they went out and beat the shit out of Minnesota in game three, game four, and they could have closed it out at home. And then they lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then they lost again on the road and Minnesota forced the game seven, which, and then the Knights went out and kicked the shit out of them the last game. So yeah, it's just, they're, they're all over the place and it's depending on how they respond to this loss. I would say that, you know, I mean, as of right now, common sense says that the abs are the better team, but mm-hmm. I would like to see the Knights respond and actually make it a decent series. And worst case, if it's not going to be that way, the abs will probably sweep them or get them in within five games and then they'll get plenty of time to rest while they wait on the other two Western Conference teams, which right now is the Winnipeg Jets and my brain's blanking. Yeah, it's no one idea. of the other Western Conference Canadian teams. Oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs? No, they got eliminated today, oh, actually. They? Oh, okay. So it was. I saw be... something Sam posted about that, so that's why I thought it was them. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, they got eliminated by Montreal, so it's going to be Montreal. Oh, okay. So, And both of those teams are hypothetically like where they would have positioned. I think one or two of those Canadian teams couldn't even have made the playoffs, but they had their own bracket up in Canada. So. Yeah. It is what it is. It's, it's honestly going to give the Avs an easier pathway to the Stanley Cup, which in some senses kind of pisses off the, the teams on the East Coast. Yeah, because the East Coast teams didn't get to play any of the Canada teams, even though like Montreal is considered as an East Coast team and they're in the Western Conference quarterfinals right now. And so is Toronto. Winnipeg is a Western Conference team, so they're where they're technically supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, Toronto is definitely like an East Coast should be an East Coast team because they're right above New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that kind of um, that kind of just it it was it was a fun weekend, and, and I'm kind of glad to be done. Let's let's uh, change it up though a little bit and talk about you and like your thoughts on proceeding. Because first, before we go into it, one thing I want to say is I think it's more than just your haircut. Like your your face 
looks thinner again. Mm -hmm. So like, how's the 75 hard been treating you? What's your plans? Like, let's, let's talk this out. Let's talk about what's going on in Austin's mind. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, the only thing I think is the hardest part is just the discipline of wanting to eat anything like whenever you want to, you know, eating what you want when you want. Yeah. Like if I want to eat a pizza, you know, I should be be able to just eat a pizza, you know. I mean, granted, I'm not going to go eat 10 pizzas, you know, but I think that's the hardest part is just having the discipline. Are you going to, as of right now, you're taking it day by day. Correct. What is something that I can do and or the listeners can do to like encourage you to help you keep going? Because like I would love to see you finish the program. Yeah, and I mean it's not, and I and as of right now I probably will. Um, like I said, it's just the hardest part is just you know, not wanting not wanting to eat pizza. <laughs> so don't talk about when I eat pizza. <laughs> I mean, you probably will. I know you will. Honestly, if it helps you get through it, I probably wouldn't just because. I'd be like, "What'd you have for lunch?" You're like, "Oh, pizza." Pizza. What do I have for that? Pizza. <laughs> what are you getting after this podcast, Rob? Actually, I thought about it. I might go get Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Cause I, I don't know. Not feeling pizza right now. Yeah. Um. Oh, dude. I want to bring up something about Nashville and this weekend because you can kind of see it in the picture. I, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that it? The hideous thing on your face, on your head? No, 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 no. This no. is not hideous. This is beautiful. <laughs> so. The mullet. The mullet is fucking epic. The mullet, like the mullet did really good in Texas. I mean, it helped me meet my ex-girlfriend. It helped me it helped me meet a bunch of people. It used to get compliments quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's just that, here's the thing, like I'm about ready to say something, but it kind of doesn't make sense because Texas is kind of the same way. You don't make Pe- sense. It's okay. People are very patriotic in Tennessee. Like, it's definitely a, we support the military, we support the troops, but Texas is kind of the same way, too. Yeah. But Tennessee, the mullet was undefeated, dude. Like, we stopped counting after 40-something compliments. Like, it was fucking ridiculous how many people came up to me last night and complimented the mullet and or the flag and took pictures with it thought it was so fucking cool like the tournament people thought it was really cool which i knew it would have an impact and then the second i said that i was a veteran you know out here playing hockey for like um an armed services tournament which oh this tournament was a little bit different it wasn't wounded warrior it was armed services and what that basically entails is you can be a veteran you can be active duty you can be affiliated by uh, 911 services mm-hmm. and you well, can have the same thing in, that happened in Texas because they had um they had like paramedics playing and then everything down there playing too didn't they they did in that tournament but they kept the divisions different okay. Me- meaning that my wounded warrior team couldn't play any of the paramedic teams or the oh. firefighter teams oh, okay. they, they had like a wounded warrior section and then they had a first responder section right. and then they had an active duty section and then they had like a regular veteran section mm-hmm. whereas this tournament you could have any of those players on the team and that's how we were able to get um, a couple of the girls on the team too because 
uh, one of them, I think she could get a rating, but she doesn't have a rating. So she's a veteran, so she's automatically able to play for the team. We had a couple active duties. We had a couple police officers. We had a firefighter. And then we're allowed up to two civilians on the team. Mm-hmm. And Josh, who's the team captain, had his um, wife on the team, right. who's um, a civilian. But, yeah, so the, I guess, like, full loop circle, the mullet fucking killed it. Like, it was just, it, as soon as they found out, like, I played veteran hockey or whatever, wounded warrior hockey, people were buying us shots. They were buying us, uh, buying us moonshine. We went to a bar that was nothing but like moonshine, dude. Like, well, yeah, it's Tennessee. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, it was crazy. Like, moonshine was invented. I think it was in either Kentucky or Tennessee, where it was invented. Well, Kentucky's the, well, yeah, I guess Kentucky's neighboring. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, I tried last night mango. Habanero, moonshine. I tried uh, like a juicy fruit one, uh, watermelon, banana, blue raspberry. Now the question is: Is it real moonshine? Because real moonshine is supposed to be like a hundred and like forty proof or something. I'm pretty sure it was. Whatever it was, it was insanely strong. We did yeah. many many shots of them. As soon as they found out that we were like a veteran hockey team or whatever, people were buying us shots. And yeah. well, especially because it's Memorial Day weekend too. That's true too, which kind of probably leads us into our next topic, I guess. Yeah, um, and I want to lead this off with you because um, you had something pretty cool happen to you this morning. Um, yeah, if you if you want to touch on that. I do. I just I'm trying to think about how I can explain it with not getting like super emotional over um, you're it. You're gonna get emotional no matter what, man. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And the Angels envy is in my veins now, so, so. I'm feeling a I, little bit looser. And I already figured with this topic you're gonna get emotional no matter what. How about this? Do you wanna talk about what it what it means to you first? Just to I mean that's fine. That way yeah, you're not a blubbery mess over there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's let's give these people at least like I don't know how many minutes we're in. Let's give them a little bit of time before I start crying on the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, so like I said, I think the whole thing. So the whole thing is just remembering the soldiers and brothers that have fallen before you, and that you have lost. And something I posted is it's it's a day of remembrance. Um, you're not necessarily remembering how they died but more so how they lived um and how much especially for you um you're not necessarily remembering that they're gone but remembering how they lived and how they affected your life Um, yeah that's 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 a very good way to look at it honestly austin and um because most people they only think of the people that are gone and like and like I was saying, we talked about this before. There's a lot of people who know what like they know what Memorial Day is, but they don't have firsthand experience in dealing with the loss of someone for Memorial Day. So they don't understand the, I guess, the feelings and the you know things that people have to deal with on a, not even just once a year, but on a daily basis. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I heard a quote. It was quite a few years ago, so I'm going to butcher the quote. But Memorial Day is a holiday weekend for most people and or it's a day of remembrance for those who understand what Memorial Day is. Mm -hmm. And then for some of us, Memorial Day is every day. Yeah. Because we don't necessarily reserve that that holiday as the day of mourning or grief or, you know, missing our buddies that didn't come home with us. Like it's there's there's days of the year that like just have profound impacts because of experiences that Right. You know, I had or we had overseas and Yeah, so but at the same time, like one of the things that I've grown to accept and understand with Memorial Day is I don't necessarily think that if for some reason our buddies that did pass away could see what we're currently doing would want us to necessarily be grieving and being right. sad. Like they would rather us party and have fun. So like the way I translate that is for the civilians who don't have any affiliation or understanding of what Memorial Day is to veterans, especially disgruntled ones that had recently lost friends or get upset at the fact that people think it's a just a three-day weekend to have a fucking barbecue and stuff. I don't right. get mad at that stuff anymore because the way I personally interpret it is my buddies that have passed away, if they're able to look down, probably are happy that people are enjoying themselves and are able to do things on this weekend because of the ultimate sacrifice that they made. Right. So, yeah. yeah and, and like you said, um, it's, uh, like I said, it's more of a celebration, um, than a mourning, you know, you don't, you don't want to necessarily just sit there and mourn the whole time. You want to, you know, celebrate, celebrate the life they lived, um, and celebrate them by celebrating yourself, basically. You know, going out and having fun. You know, floating the river, barbecuing. You know, and not just sitting at home crying and being a sobbing mess. Yeah, which unfortunately some Memorial Days hit a little bit different. Yeah, this and, one. No, and, this one was definitely a crying one for me. And and you know what though, it's okay to cry. You know, and it's good to cry and it's good to let it out as long as you don't let it consume you and, you know, and be that's, you know, that's all you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Memorial Day hit a little bit different this weekend, uh, or this week. So I was traveling back from Tennessee today and, um, as soon as I landed in Dallas, or actually, let me start over. Right as I was getting ready to take off and leave from Nashville to Denver, I misspoke earlier. I didn't mean to say Dallas. From flying from uh, Nashville to Denver, I get a text message from one of my civilian friends who's into off-roading. He's a big supporter of the military. And uh, his girlfriend's, I think, um, family had served. But... Uh, 
neither of them, I think, served. And they they have a lot of respect for the military, but they they know more about the military by being my friend over the year versus um, actual like firsthand experience. And I'm one of their few friends that that they have that have a lot of combat experience and, you know, have lost friends and have lost a lot of friends to suicide. And they're very supportive of Save Our Six. Um, actually, I'll just shout them both out. It's, it's Andrew and Sydney. And Andrew contacted me in the morning and said, hey, you know, when you have time, he's like, do you have time to talk to my daughter today? Who's, oh God, I think she's eight. We literally just talked about this. Her name. Yeah, is I think Michaela. you said seven or eight. Seven or eight. Um, do you think you have time later today to explain to my daughter what Memorial Day means to veterans like yourself? Because you're one of our only friends that we know that have a lot of experience with this, and we would like you to explain it to Michaela. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm traveling today, so it's gonna have to be a little bit later because I'm literally on the plane, about ready to fly to Denver. So when I land in Denver, um, I got messages from him saying, hey, like, you know, if you're free anytime soon, give us a call. But the thing that I got that kind of like, you know, started tearjerker number one was um, one of my one of my best friends that I served with in Afghanistan. Um, she sent me a picture of uh, Captain Ben Tiffner's grave. And she went out to have kind of like lunch slash go see him on Memorial Day. And that was one of my buddies who I served with in both my line unit for the infantry and in um, battalion recon. He was my first platoon leader for both areas. And then he went on to get into, um, I think he got into fifth group, if I remember correctly. He was special forces, and mm-hmm. he ended up dying overseas in the IED in uh, 2007. And, you know, I get the picture from Ashley, and she's like, you know, I went and visited Ben today. And, you know, I'm on the fucking plane, and I'm looking at this picture, and, you know, eyes are starting to water and shit and I'm like oh god and I just thought it was like super cool that you know like Ashley's active duty she's been in for like 16 years now I think Mm -hmm. and you know her and I have known each other for probably like 12 years so she went to go like pay tribute to him but she was also telling me that a couple of her patients that she lost because she's a, a medic. Um, she worked in Launchstuhl for a couple of years. And those of you who don't know what Launchstuhl is, it's a, it's a base in Germany. And it's the base where all the people come that are fresh injured right. off Their the first, battlefield. Yeah, as soon as they get off the battlefield, that's where they go. And then they get transferred to wherever. Yeah, they get stabilized somewhat in Bagram. Mm-hmm. or somewhere in Iraq and then they get flown to Europe uh launch stool yeah. where they come to either unfortunately die or um they come to start the process of getting stabilized so they can be flown to like Walter Reed or yeah. something like that so they can start their recovery process 
but um ashley worked in germany for three and a half years and she was a part of a of a team in the icu i don't know if it was the icu might have been the icu i think it was mm-hmm. uh where she was helping some of the first quad amputees get through and get stabilized like there was big advancements in medical technology of like saving guys and women that you know were severely hurt in combat from anywhere from like single to quad amputees and she was a part of that and during that process you know she lost a lot of soldiers too so she was telling me that you know not only did she go spend time with my friend ben she also went and spent time with a couple of her first patients that she lost and um you know for years that's been really tough on her because up until she moved to launch stool she had um she had saved a handful of lives including um a couple of my friends that got hurt really bad while we were in afghanistan you know this is a moment that like i want to take and kind of like brag about ashley for a sec because um Ashley is, uh, she's a master sergeant in the air force, uh, master sergeant Jackson. And she was our line medic that was attached to us in 2009, 2010 in Afghanistan. And she was in a huge IED. It was a 500 pound roadside bomb for those of you who don't know what an IED Mm -hmm. is. Uh, improvised explosive devices, the actual acronym, but it was a catastrophic kill to the vehicle that she was in, meaning that it just ripped apart the MRAP that she was in. It left her with a major traumatic brain injury um, and three of five people that were in that vehicle with severe injuries to the point where three of them were critical and dying on the scene. Uh, she was able to spring into action even with her traumatic brain injury, doesn't remember anything that she did, and she began performing medical triage on two of the guys out of three because we had one extra paramedic that was with us mm-hmm. that worked on the third guy. She was able to save save all of them. And the only reason why this kind of like ties in, and I'm not necessarily trying to take away from Memorial Day, is up until she moved to Germany, she had been in several situations where she got to save lives. And then in Germany, she started losing patients and like losing a lot of patients because 2011 through 2014 were some of the more bloodiest like battlefield times. In Afghanistan, a lot of things were going on in Helmand province. Um, a lot of things were going on in the south where guys were coming back and girls extremely fucked up that had zero chance of surviving. Um, and it definitely ties back into Memorial Day because these are our, our men and women that, you know, paid the ultimate sacrifice and she got to be with these men and women their their last breaths and to her it was a big deal today to get out there to you know say hi to Ben for me but you know also to see some of her 
her first patience that she lost and I don't know so like it just meant a lot that she took time out of her day to send me a picture for Ben and I was able to use it for for my personal posting Mm -hmm. and I know it it meant a lot you're good man um and yeah and like you said man you know and you know and it does mean a lot because it's the it's the little things that people do um that mean the most you know and especially like the other thing that happened um you know it's people that that do it unexpectedly yeah you know yeah. it's not you know it's not like you you know ask for or you know look forward to it every day it's the little things that people do unexpectedly that mean the most yeah yeah and like i know that that what i was trying to like get out before i started like tearing up over it is um it meant a lot to the people that served with with ben meant a lot to me and it's just it's cool that like even though ashley wasn't on that deployment because you know it was a while ago. It was 2003, 2004, and he died in 2007. Mm-hmm. It's cool that, like, even the generation later of soldiers and airmen that are going overseas are able to tie in and do good, good things for, you know, some of the guys that I served with. Like, it meant a lot to them, and I could see how happy that post made them. And yeah, it's just. But uh, I want to go back to something that you were saying because that leads me on to my second thing that mm. kind of messed me up today a little bit but was also a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And it goes into people doing things that they don't even know how much it actually means to someone else. Yeah. So, you know, I get that that message and I'm kind of like crying in my seat. And I'm trying to write a post and post about it. And then on top of that, uh, I get a text message from Andrew again saying, hey, did you land yet? Uh, Michaela wants to talk to you if possible. And in my head, like, I'm kind of like, dude, like, I I need I need a little bit more time, man. Like, I'm still on the fucking plane. Like, I need right. off. I need to get my bags. This and that. I'm like, hey, man, do I have a little bit of time? Because, like, I need to get to my car. Like, like I just need to do this like it would be a lot easier because like you know if i'm explaining it to her and i get upset like i'd rather be in my car than you know in the fucking airport right. i got upset once <laughs> and he's like no man he's like if you can contact us back in the next 45 minutes that'd be great and i'm like okay fine so i get off the plane i am looking for my hockey bag and shit and that usually takes a while to go through because it's oversized baggage yeah. so i give him a call and he doesn't pick up or he picks up. He's like, "Hey, do you have time to FaceTime?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm at the airport. Like, um, can I explain it on speaker?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Just FaceTime." Like, I'm like, "Okay, sure. You know, I'll definitely do it for your daughter, and I'll explain it to her." And uh, I accept the FaceTime call from him, and yeah, you know, it's uh, his daughter, and I can't remember if it was him or um, Sydney because my eyes kind of got blurry because I started tearing up. Um, And the two or three of them were standing in the rain 
and they were holding up signs and the signs that they were saying were or the signs that they had had the save our six logo on it and it said uh 2021 10-year anniversary of carry the load captain mm-hmm. Benjamin Tiffner, 5th Special Forces Group, November 7th, 2007, Baghdad, Iraq. Who are you carrying? And uh, they actually worked with Austin and got a bunch of information. And uh, they knew how much like Memorial Day and Veterans Day and not Veterans Day, like anything like suicide awareness or loss of soldiers meant to me. And they wanted to teach their daughter about um, what Memorial Day meant versus like what Veterans Day means because they're a very patriotic family. Right. So they decided to take her to an event. And one of the things that this event does for Carry the Load is – you go there to represent someone that you're carrying and they wanted, they didn't know anyone like you had said earlier, you know, a handful of people, a lot of people don't know a direct person that that died in combat, but they know they have a friend of a friend or something like that. AKA me being the friend who Mm. has friends that died in combat. Yeah. And they wanted to, do something and i'm sitting here telling you this story and you know of course like i'm let me step backwards i'm in the airport when this is happening and now i'm crying again and i'm like oh my god dude (laughs) the fuck because because they're in the rain they're soaking wet and they're out there because they wanted to do that for one of our guys that you know fell in combat and i was just like this is like it goes they didn't do it because they wanted gratitude. Right. They did it because they wanted to do something meaningful and teach their, their, their child about, you know, the difference, which goes back to like our earlier conversation. A lot of people get confused with Memorial day and they'll go thank a veteran for their service. Yeah. And I saw, I I actually saw a lot of posts about that um, today. It says, you know, we appreciate you saying thank you, but that's not what today is about. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Today is about the the ones that have fallen before us. You know, if you know, wait till Veterans Day to do that. Um, just today, remember about the ones that have fallen before us. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, super cute, super cool, and um, yeah. So that was that was number two. That kind of was like a little bit of a tearjerker today. And, um, you know, just super thoughtful, super respectful, super cool. And, and even, uh, I guess Michaela was saying when we hung up, she asked, you know, was Robert really crying? Was the, were those real tears? And they had to explain to her that, yes, those were real tears because the person that we're writing about is was a real person to him like he actually knew Mm -hmm. him really well right and and then i think also he had mentioned that they had flags out and i'm gonna butcher the number but 
they had over like 7,000 flags out and each flag represented a soldier that had fallen in Iraq, Afghanistan, or I don't know if it goes further back. I don't know the exact numbers. Right, I know right. there's been tons of people that have died in combat. Yeah, I'm no, assuming no. that it's just from that war because, you know, when you start getting into World War Two and yeah. stuff like oh, that, yeah. you're talking about millions of soldiers that died versus thousands. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's just super thoughtful, really nice, and... I was able to make a post about it and, you know, share that with my friends. Cause then it goes back to what I said earlier, you know, like people think it's super cool that, that for lack of better words, my civilian friends who I know through off-roading who have nothing to do with military or hockey decided to take a day out of their day or excuse me, take, take a time out of their day to go, and pay the respect and they actually that leads me to you because you ended up working with andrew a little bit on this right yeah he messaged me last night and said he was working on a surprise for you yeah so i think it's super cool that you know you guys were able to do that and accomplish something that you know was bigger than everyone like you know just paying respect to one of you know, one of our heroes that, you know, like ended up dying in combat. And I guess the last thing that messed me up today was, uh, I was driving to go see, um, someone out here that um, <laughs> <laughs> seeing or talking. She who to. shall not be named. <laughs> she shall not be named until she knows who she is. She knows who she is. She doesn't even listen to the fucking podcast. She's listening to like one all, episode. All we could say, her name could be Rebecca, or it could be, it could be April, or it could be. <laughs> Anyways, Kenny. It could be Michelangelo. Who knows? It could be all. I mean, we crazy. all know how you roll. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You just say it's a girl. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to see someone on my drive back up, just for a quick high and grab lunch, my way home, and. I got a text message today from um, Kelly, who's um, my ex's sister, who I'm still very close to. And probably around New Year's, she she served too. She was in the Army. Um, she was a mechanic. Her and I were pretty close. I've known her for a few years through Wounded Warrior Hockey and she asked one night while we were drinking if if I could help her get a bracelet, a KIA bracelet, you know, one similar to the one I have. And, you know, it'd be an honor to, to wear someone that, you know, meant something to me. So we decided I wear two. I wear one for um, Sergeant Jacob Demand. And I wear one for Captain Ben Tiffner, and I have it all in one bracelet because I used to wear two for years and just got, like, super unorganized. Just and, like, in the shit way. would get scratched <laughs> up and in the way. So instead, I just made a wider version of that and uh, I wear that. So she asked if she could have one of the names. She said, sure. I let her pick, and she picked Ben. And, you know, she wanted to wear him. So today... She randomly 
texted me to say that she saw my post about Ben twice today and she was thinking about me. I don't remember exactly what the the text said mm-hmm. and just for her privacy I'm not gonna read it, obviously. Yeah, no. It yeah, was yeah. just it was just super thoughtful and super kind for her to reach out and then she sent me a picture of the bracelet. So I'm like two minutes from meeting up with a person person that I'm just <laughs> gonna meet up with out here and I start crying again for the third time. <laughs> just Rob's like just very emotional. Very fucking emotional today, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and then you're like, We're gonna bring it up on the podcast and I'm like, Cool, I'll get to cry a fourth time today. I mean that's what this day's about though, so I mean Yeah. I don't know. I do better with this day sometimes, but this one was a harder one than normal, I guess. Anyways, uh, you know, and here's the thing about Kelly, and I don't think she listens to the podcast, but Kelly's a very strong person because she she lost her brother the year before on Memorial Day. And she has to carry that with her for the rest of her life. And it was an accident. It wasn't suicide related or anything like that. But it was but an still, accident. Just, but still, even even being an accident, it's still Yeah, no, no, no. I just, like, I don't want right, anyone right. to think that it was, it was like, a, a 22 kill situation or something like that. Right, where right. Um, it doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it worse either way. But I'm just trying yeah. to specify that it was, it was an accident. It was a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. And for her to reach out to me when her and I haven't talked since the Dallas tournament when I saw her last, I just thought it was super thoughtful, super nice. And, you know, we caught up with a couple of text messages and just it meant a lot because it obviously goes to show that her and I will always have a bond and a friendship and, you know, a brother and sisterhood that we share for years to come and it doesn't matter what my relationship is to that family anymore. Like I'm still a part of, you know, her life and it just, it means a lot because I've known her for over two years now. So it's kind of glad I didn't lose a friend in the process of a breakup is the short answer. Yeah. Yeah, so now that we're done talking about all this emotional stuff. Yeah, um, um so so let's go back to your shoulder. Um because the next thing we were going to talk about is Murph. Yeah, so in the past I I've been doing the Murph on so and for, off. For people year. that don't know what Murph is. Yeah, you want to explain what the Murph is or do you yeah. want me to? Um I can, that's fine. So the Murph is for Lieutenant is it Michael Murphy, right? Yep. Correct. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's for Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Um, it's in basically in, in honor of him, and it's a, a one mile run, um, a hundred pull ups, two hundred squats, or three hundred squats. No, it's two hundred up. So it's it's a hundred push ups. Mm-hmm, right. Or excuse me. Damn it. Pull ups. It's a hundred pull ups. 200 push-ups, okay. 300 air squats. Yeah, I always get those three mixed up. And then it ends with a mile run. Um, yeah. And then most people do that either Memorial Day weekend or Memorial Day. And it's every year in, in honor of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. 
Yeah, and, and you can do it either as a half MRF where you do half those numbers or you can do it a full MRF and then you can do with or without body armor. Right, with um, a 20-pound vest. Yeah, 20-pound vest. And uh, Personally, I do them every other year typically. Uh, there's been a couple years I've done them back-to-back. Uh, I did 2019 and 2020 back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And I planned on originally doing the 2021 Murph. However, um, because my shoulder injury right now, I can barely do. I went from being able to do about 40 to 50 push-ups a set. Um, granted, that's not exactly how it break down a Murph, but <laughs> um, I normally can do about 40 push-ups without you know getting even winded. I can do about three to five right now with my shoulder injury slash. It's not even a shoulder injury. It's more like on yeah, that you have deltoid. A tear. Yeah. So Austin and I discussed one, not doing it before the hockey tournament because every year that I've done it, it's exacerbated my muscles to the point where I'm just in a lot of pain. Yeah. The next couple of days and or for the next week, it's, it's a brutal recovery process. Um, and we decided just because, you know, sometimes I do them every other year, I'm still coming off the 75 hard where, you know, every part of my body still kind of hurts. And I just got done playing in four games this weekend and I have that tear possibly in my arm. Mm -hmm. So we both kind of decided that maybe I'd skip it this year. And and it kind of sucks because like. I know that that the Murph is technically for uh, Lieutenant Murphy. Yeah. But every year what I typically do is um, usually use chalk or like I'll use like a whiteboard because mm-hmm. you got to keep track of your rounds. And the right. way I break down my rounds is I do everything so I can try to finish within 10 sets. So I'll do 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, 30 air squats, and then keep it going. Just keep it going, keep it flowing, keep it flowing, try to get through. And usually until I get to about the seventh round is when I start falling the fuck apart. Like it's yeah. like really slow and I'll start breaking down those those uh seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth rounds into increments if I need to. But um typically yeah, what I my, like to So and then my goal my so I'm gonna tell you this. My goal next year is to do it with you. Dude. That's gonna be my yeah. goal for next year. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, I might die, but that's my goal. Here's here's the crazy thing about the Murph. Um, so let, let me actually finish one thing. Typically yeah, right, what yeah, I yeah. do is I do it to honor my friends that died while right. I was overseas or buddies I served with. So I'll write down anywhere from like four to six names that um, directly served with me that you know, we lost in combat in Iraq or Afghanistan and I'll put their names down in chalk or I'll put them on the whiteboard kind of as like one of those things that keeps me motivated while I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'll also write down the rounds in chalk. And if you go on my Instagram, pretty much almost past like four years, I think I've done it three times at least. Mm-hmm. So you can find them on there, and I usually write up like a a post about who I'm trying to honor that day. And obviously, you know, 
for most people, it's Lieutenant Murphy. For me, it's it's always been about honoring the guys that like I directly served with and right. lost. And it, and my goal was it kind of sucks. And if I was healthy, and that's another thing, like um, I've never done under forty three minutes, and to do it at like a CrossFit professional athlete level, most of those athletes finish forty minutes or under. And the first year I did it, I think it took me like 98 minutes. And the funny story about that is my very first CrossFit workout I ever did, ever, ever, ever even attempted, was a fucking Murph. You're with like, a fucking going all in. Yeah. I had no <laughs> idea what it was. My buddy's like, it's Memorial Day weekend. You know, it's it's a We're gonna it's try honorable to kill thing you. to do. <laughs> yeah. And I was super messed up, and it took me forever to finish that shit. Oh, I'm sure. But um, I'll probably take like two hours. It's okay. Whatever it takes, man. Like, honestly, like I've seen people finish with crazy times and I've also seen people just smoke it. And oh yeah. with my injury, I was thinking like, it's not even worth it because I'm going to hurt myself worse. Yeah. I mean, no, you're no way I'm going to beat my time for something. Yeah. There's no way that I can beat my time from last year right now. Yeah. So. I'm not doing this this year, and it sounds like we will be doing it next year. That's my goal. I like that. And then we'll be able to talk about it because we'll be We'll be on episode like 100 by then. Maybe. Possibly. I I, I don't know. 52 weeks from now, so. So, yeah, we'll be on episode like like 67, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Episode episode like 70 almost. What episode are we on? 16. 16. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, so that's kind of the Murph in a nutshell and then like it's been it's been really cool to see a lot of the people that we follow on Instagram completing their Murphs and like seeing their times and one of my friends who's a hockey player up in uh Alaska. One of the best hockey players I fucking know up there <laughs> who has no affiliation to uh, the Wounded Warrior team but mm-hmm. I think he used to play he, he played college hockey he's really fucking good mm-hmm. he actually taught me a lot of things when I first started skating out as a forward his name's Brandon and um, he's a really cool dude he sent me a, a message on Snapchat today that he did his first Murph and he was telling me how I did it. And he, he broke his down in, I think, into 20 sets. So, mm-hmm. like, what I said earlier, you do, for that, you do 5, 10, 15. 15, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. I'm going to break mine up into, like, 50 sets. 50 sets. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Honestly, like, his idea might be pretty sound, too, because... Dude, the pull-ups is what kills me, man. Yeah, like, I can't it's do just... any right now. <laughs> zero. <laughs> they have modifications for it, but I'm hoping by next year you won't need that shit. We'll see. Yeah. Worst case, we just do it. With modifications, you get it done. But holy shit, the whiskey's starting to hit. <laughs> <laughs> on that on, on that note, uh, <laughs> we're going to go into our next... Um, topic, which is the, the just the overall history of Memorial Day, I wanted to cover. Yeah, um, go ahead. Because so in on May of 1868, General John A. Logan, leader leader of an organization for the no- Northern 
Northern Civil War veterans called for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. So, because originally um, it was known as Decoration Day. Um, because it was a day to decorate graves of the fallen. Um, and that was first started in 1868. And on the first Decoration Day, General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery. Um, and 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000 Civil War, Civil War soldiers buried there. And then it went into a, into effect in 1971 to become a federal holiday that is observed on the last Monday in May. So, yeah, so it originally started, started on, as Decoration Day and then changed into Memorial Day. Did you know they still they still decorate the, the oh, yeah. graves? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and they do that stuff, too, for, for the holidays and stuff, like for Christmas yeah. time and I think Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, Arlington. Yeah, Ashley's actually been on a couple of those details to help uh, decorate the graves. Well, yeah, there's, there's something like, I think I read something that said 400,000 graves there. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I think I said something like Have you ever been to acres. Arlington? Never been to Virginia. My God. If and when I move out there, you're yeah. going to come visit. Oh, that, for sure. I'd love to go. Yeah, My biggest thing is I'd love to see like the changing of the guard. Because mm-hmm. that's a big, huge you know, thing that's you know, cool to see is the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, a couple years ago. Uh, probably about a year. <clears throat> just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. I went out and did all, um, I don't want to call it touristy. I would say military respect tourism <laughs> <clears throat> to like check out all of Arlington. Right. It's the second time I've gone out there to visit uh, Ben and a couple of my other friends that are buried out there. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's an interesting place, especially especially if you've served or know anyone that's buried there, or just like it's just being it's there in general. I mean, even if you're yeah. not, even just being there as like a civilian, yeah, it's, it's just cool, and it's and it's cool to just uh, see it because it helps put everything into the picture. Yeah, you get a better perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's so many graves there; it's insane. Oh yeah. So I okay. guess that kind of wraps up our Memorial Day edition of. Yeah. Now we're you know, gonna end on a positive note with some questions. Yeah, yeah. All right. So mom and dad, if you're listening at this point, I think they got to tune out, right? Yeah. Definitely tune out. Austin's like, yeah, shaking his <laughs> head. Okay. Yeah. So we'll give you a second or two if you're if you're sensitive to. The things crop. that we're going to say, <laughs> not sensitive, like crying sensitive, but offended easily. You're not going to want to listen to ATI. If this is your first podcast with us, uh, ATI is answer to the internet. It's where we take questions off the internet. Some of them are from Barstool Sports, which was the originator of the acronym. Yeah. <laughs> and some are just from all over the internet and they're really fucked up questions that put you in a either or would you rather situation. So let's get after it. Okay, um, you read the first one. Okay. Would you rather live the rest of your life with a gambling or drug addiction? 
What do you got? So, for me, this is kind of hard because if you have a gambling addiction, you're just going to spend all your money. Mm-hmm. And But with the drug addiction, you don't really have a quality of life. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to go with gambling because at least you have a better quality of life, in my opinion, than with a drug addiction. Okay. Yeah, um, I would say the same just because of the fact that there's a possibility you could actually win some money. You probably lose your ass because the people that end up gambling too damn much end up, you know, eventually yeah, losing. Even if you win, you still gamble away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Um. So we're both going with gambling instead of being drug addicts. That's yeah. probably a good thing. What do you got for the next question? I mean, technically, we're all technically drug addicts in some form. Whether it be caffeine, sugar. Yeah, yeah but I'm assuming it's going to be a hardcore <laughs> drug versus that. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, next one. Would you ra- would you rather get stabbed in the eyes or the balls for a million dollars? That's fucking awful. I don't want either. <laughs> Me either. <sighs> Do I already have kids in this scenario? What if it was tomorrow? Hmm. Here's the thing. Funny story since my mother's not listening to this podcast <laughs> at this point. I always do hope not. <laughs> I have 2020 vision, but when I was probably like four or five years old, I think it was my third or fourth trip to the ER, I was mm-hmm. following my mom and uh, she was carrying a kiddie pool and she had scissors in her hand and she was <clears throat> swinging them back and forth. Just walking along, had no idea that her little kid was running up. Oh no! Her. She stabbed me in the eye accidentally, swinging her hand backwards, like full on wham, right into the eye, to the point where I was Ooh. bleeding out of my eye. We had to go to the emergency room. I had to get a fucking patch. Uh, I was a pirate that year, I think, for fucking. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> for Halloween, because I was rocking a patch. And they were saying that it was like micro millimeters off from like if it would have hit just like slightly different, it would have blinded me in that eye forever. And that would have so, changed your life forever. Yeah. So. Because I don't but, think you because you definitely can't go in the military with a blind. Yeah. But you can't make babies if you get your balls fucking stabbed either. Well, I mean, it comes back. It's not like they'll be gone forever. I think it would heal. Yeah. I think I'm gonna fuck. I think I'm gonna get stabbed in the balls. I mean, you've already been stabbed in the eye, so. Yeah, and I was hoping <laughs> that like it would happen again and I'll be fine. But then the more <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, wait, like I even said in that story that like if it was slightly off, I would have been yeah. blind for the rest and of my life. Knowing your luck, you know, and it's then gonna be like, right on this time. <laughs> and then, like honestly, like if if you're not meant to have kids or something like that, like you're set because then you know. If it kills the swimmers, you could still, I'm assuming, get a hard on with your balls <laughs> fucking crushed by a knife or stabbed. I said, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to go for the second one. I mean, yeah. at least with a million dollars, you might be able to like repair it, you know? No, man. I want that million dollars for other things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess someone to patch me up quick and move yeah. on. Go to Mexico. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Would yeah. you rather? So this oh. next one, yeah, this next one is ties back into our po- last week's podcast. This is fucking awesome, actually. 
Would you rather have an alien, aliens invade Earth, or a zombie apocalypse? <sighs> Both scenarios are kind of cool. I think after watching way too many seasons of Walking Dead, I would survive better in a zombie apocalypse than the alien funny. invasion. Speaking of the, speaking of The Walking Dead, I was listening to Joe Rogan today, and fuck The Walking Dead. Yeah. There's been so many goddamn seasons. <laughs> he talks about that. Like, he gets super annoyed with it. I don't blame him. Yeah. So, which yeah. are you picking? I'm zombie. I'm I'm going to fight zombies. You can go zombie apocalypse? Yeah. I kind of want both, but I think... <laughs> one, or, one or the other. I think I want zombie just because, like, I think I could... What start. if they're zombie aliens? Ooh. That's <laughs> double fucked. <laughs> Alien zombies. <laughs> Have you ever seen, speaking of alien invasions, have you ever seen, um, what was it called, Battle for Los Angeles? Yeah. That was a good fucking alien invasion movie. I like that one a lot. <laughs> so so you're picking zombie apocalypse? Yeah. What do you got? I think I'm going to go alien invasion. Why is that? I think it'd be, I just think it'd be fun. And it also depends on the aliens too. Hmm. Is it gonna be like you know, like you know, what kind of movie are we are we playing here? I think it actually would be kind of cool. Fuck, I should have <laughs> went alien. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay, would you rather have the ability to freeze time for one hour every day, or rewind rewind time one hour ev- once every day? Hmm. Freeze time one hour every day. Rewind time. How far can you rewind it? It says one hour. Oh. <laughs> it's one hour both. You either get a re- rewind time or freeze time for one hour. Rewind. Yeah, I'm going to go with freeze. Uh, you tell me why, and then I'll tell you why, because I think my idea is better. <laughs> well, I mean, if you freeze time, then you can do so much shit in an hour without anybody else. Like, everybody's frozen but you. You can do so much shit in an hour. I don't think you could get that much done. I think you could. All right. Let me tell you why my idea is better. Okay. I'm going to go with the rewind time, because what I would do is find something that I fucked up in that day and just <laughs> rewind think, it back. I don't think an hour is enough time for you. <laughs> this is very true, <laughs> but, like, I can, I can fix, like, one hour of, of my 23 <laughs> hours of fuck-ups, 24 hours of fuck-ups. I can get it down to 23 hours of fuck-ups. Oh. Yeah, so, all right, cool. That was a good question. Uh, Next right. one. This one's just for you, Rob. <laughs> If you had two dicks, would you rather have them side by side or on top? I'm assuming of each other because I yeah. cut off. Okay, yeah. On top of another. What do you got? Um, I'm going to go on top of one another. Why is then that? You, then you can double penetrate and you'll be good. That's literally what I was thinking too. I think side by side would just be weird. It'd be weird. 
look like antennas or something. <laughs> what the what fuck if one's shorter gonna... than the other? Yeah, it might just get in the way. <laughs> and then, like, you'd strain your dick muscle, like, trying to, like, use it for getting in the butt or something like that. Yeah. I'm going on top of each other. And then you can go one in the pink, one in the stink. Okay. And then this next one I put on here just for you. Would you rather date the m- most beautiful person of the opposite sex or become the most beautiful person of your sex? Shit. <laughs> this plays into vanity. It does. Why do you do this to me? Because <laughs> I know how vain you are. Fuck. <laughs> you use this one against me. Always. <laughs> Damn it, Austin. Um, like part of me wants to like deny what I want to say and say <laughs> go with the most beautiful person of the opposite sex. But here's two problems with that. One, she is literally the most beautiful. So she is targeted. Like I've dated some really <laughs> beautiful women, and they're targeted quite a bit. Now, amplify that. The most beautiful girl in the world. Yeah, no, this is no-brainer, actually. My vanity 100% swings as I want to be the most beautiful person. <laughs> so, so I can have you a... you can be targeted. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so probably not help me stay faithful, though. <laughs> no, you'd be way more with slut. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I definitely want the second one. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. What Slutty do you got? Slutty to 10. <laughs> Slutty Rob. Yeah. As Aaron would say, um, I'm d- I th- I think I agree with you though. I think the second one's better than. Fuck yeah, it's better. You're the 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 targeted thing. Well, yeah, because then if you're you're dating the most, then everybody else is gonna be after her. Yeah, definitely makes sense to me. As you put on your fancy glasses. Well, we gotta make sure we take a picture at the end, so I want to look sophisticated and smart. <laughs> sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My blue blocking light glasses by Movement Watch. You mean, you mean cock blocking glasses? A what? Your cock blocking glasses? Nah, dude. These oh. glasses get a <laughs> lot of attention. I've not met a girl that hates them yet. The mullet is definitely killing it, but the glasses help. Wonder what happens with the mullet with glasses. Ooh. Well, I mean, you had your pit vipers on, so. Pit vipers do well. Pit vipers definitely do well. There was a lot of comments on pit vipers too. Even at a certain point when we took them off and put them on our shirts or whatever, because they fall yeah. off your head easy. And then also big shout out to Trevor because his mullet was fucking flowing and popping, and he got a shit ton of compliments too. Yeah. Good work, even though fucking Tia hates his haircut. You should have just dyed it red, white, and blue. That would have been too much, I think. Are you sure? Is it ever too much? Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe you would have got like 80 compliments then. Possibly. So I guess that that does it, man. This is the first time we've been by ourselves in a while. Crushed over an hour and... 20 minutes. 20 minutes not that bad cool well is there anything you want to plug before i wrap us up uh no man i think we're good okay 
Well, with that being said, please, if you're a new listener, go, or even a current listener, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and do us a favor, share our podcast with someone this week. That way we can help get the word out, especially if they have an interest in anything Memorial Day. I think we covered some pretty important topics this weekend. Yeah. And other than that, we love you guys. We appreciate all the fucking support. And we look forward to next weekend where we have Brewer on. So until then, peace.